I'm starting to think practice is another word for manifestation. When you manifest something, you're practicing already having it. I've, I was doing some research recently about um, why people change their beliefs and why they don't change their beliefs. And some beliefs they're more susceptible to take on. Some information they're more su they're susceptible to take on. One of the things I read about was when they believe the source. Another thing I read about was when they when it's good news. So if in studies where they say to someone, you're more attractive according to the public than you believed, they're likely to shift r rather than finding out they're less attractive. And also things like health, you're more healthy than you thought you were genetically, they're more likely to shift a belief. The nature of our beliefs and the nature of belief change, um, I, I was writing in, in, in my book about how um, looking in the mirror and telling yourself something like some of the sort of modern day manifestation community believe doesn't seem to work. Just looking in the mirror and telling myself that I'm beautiful and rich and successful and powerful doesn't seem to be an effective way to cause actual belief change. Do you agree or disagree with this idea that you can look in the mirror and say something to yourself? When, when we study belief and the change in belief, uh, I'll, I'll answer it on two levels, Stephen. The first level is that <clears throat> in order for a person to change a belief or a perception about themselves and their life, the majority of those people made a decision with such firm intention that the amplitude of that decision carried a level of energy that was greater than the hardwired programs in their brain and the emotional conditioning in their body. And as I said earlier, their body literally responded to their mind. The choice that they were making became a moment in time they would never forget. They'll tell you where they were, what time of day it was, who they were with when they made up their mind to change. It became a long-term memory. And the stronger the emotion we feel, the more altered we are inside of us, the more we remember that choice. That's why we need pain sometimes. That's when you said, when you painted yourself into a corner and you said, this is it. I don't care how I feel, body. I don't care how long it takes, time. I don't care what people think. I don't care what's going on in my life, environment. I'm going to do this. And you made up your mind. The moment you felt that emotion, you were aligning to a new future and to change is to be greater than your body, to be greater than your environment, and to be greater than time. And so when a person comes out of the resting state, because your body is trillions of cells, 70 trillion cells, and they're all spying on your brain. And if you were sitting there and, and you said, nine out of 10 times, I'm gonna fake standing up, one time I'm actually going to stand up, before you ever made that conscious decision, your body is so precognitive, it already knows when you're gonna stand up because it's gotta release a certain amount of adrenaline so the same volume of your of blood goes to your brain. So if you're sitting on the couch with a remote control and you got your cell phone here and your iPad here and your computer here and your dog here and your beer here and the big TV there and you're eating your popcorn and, and you say, you know, I, I think um, I'm gonna change tomorrow. <laughs> you know, what do you think your precognitive body's going to say? Relax. He's lying <laughs> again. He's not. He's not willing to. He's not willing to signal the body it's time to ride. You know, it's not. There's no signal to the body. And so, making that choice to change your state of being with a clear intention and elevated emotion actually changes your state to believe in that future more than you believe in your past. Keep it up keep doing it. That's a big explosion in the field. That's important. That's a change in energy. 
and nobody changes until they change their energy. And when they change their energy, they change their life. So then you make up your mind to do that, and all of a sudden, you have that synchronicity. You have that serendipity. You have that coincidence. And all of a sudden, you're saying, hey, that worked. Something I did inside of me produced an effect outside of me. I'm going to pay attention to what I did. I'm going to do it again. Let's try it again. Let's the experiment continue. You do it again, and then you say, well, when did I stop disbelieving? Oh, my God, I stopped disbelieving when I ran into that person. We had that conversation, and oh, my God, I... I return back to my old belief again. Okay, next time that happens, I'm gonna. This is what I'll do. You rehearse it in. So your evolution in your belief in self it changes as well. So then, so many people. Second point will actually say this. You know, I read the philosophy. I understand the knowledge. I understand what it means to change. I understand the power of meditation. I saw the testimonials. I saw people heal. I believe it's the truth. I just didn't believe it could work for me. This is a big moment. This is a moment where you step out of the bleachers and you got to get on the playing field. That's the person who says, if this works and I believe it, it works, I got to prove it to myself. I got to actually, I got to actually prove it to myself that I believe that it could work for me. And some of them show up every day for a year and never miss their work, never miss their meditation a whole year and changing from the old self to the new self. They were doing their meditations to change, not to heal. They were doing their meditations to change, and when they changed, they healed. They did their meditations sometimes three times a day because they stopped believing. They stopped disbelieving, and they were like, I defaulted. Why? Because I'm feeling the emotion of my past. Some stray thought, some response to someone or something caused me to feel it, and I forgot. I'm back to the emotion that's familiar and I can't believe in that future. I'm believing in my past. Let me sit down and change my state of being again and get up believing in my future again. And sometimes they had to do it three times in one day. And when they understood that's the environment that signals the gene, that's epigenetics, and the end product of an experience in the environment is an emotion, and it is, you could actually signal genes ahead of the environment by changing your emotional state. They were doing it with that intention. And when you assign meaning to the act, you get a greater outcome and you turn on the prefrontal cortex and now your biology literally begins to change. And we have data that suggests by just having the intention to make certain genes, to make certain proteins or signal certain genes and make certain proteins, just having the intention literally begins to cause the body to make those chemicals. And what causes relapse in those moments? Because I've had multiple moments of where I thought behavior change had been established and I managed to conduct a new habit cycle and new behavior, favorable in, you know, intended behavior for a period. And then something happens in my life, almost subconsciously. Seamlessly. Seamlessly. And I'm back yeah. to all the old circuitry. You went unconscious. You went unconscious. And normally it's unconscious to some thought or some response in your environment. You see someone or you do something or you have some interaction in your outer world and the moment you have that interaction you ca it causes you to feel a certain way and you return back to, a, to the past basically. And the emotion is the past and that the body's actually living in the past. It's so objective it doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know the difference between the real life experience that's creating that emotion and the emotion that person's living by every day, it's believing it's in the same past experience again. And it will behave in the past and it will think in the past. Subconsciously? Subconsciously, seamlessly. So I could, for, for example, if going to 
I don't know, let's say France. I had a traumatic experience in France when I was 10 years old, let's just say. And then I go to France when I'm 30 years old and I get back, to, I just start eating junk food, for example. And I don't know why. I've like fallen out of my gym habit and I'm eating junk food. That, that Theoretically, that could be my subconscious that's um, falling back into a, it's experiencing that survival without me knowing, knowing it. Yes, yeah, so, so if to change is to be greater than your environment, to be greater than your body and to be greater than time, then your neocortex, your thinking brain, is a reflection of everything you know in your life. It's an artifact of the past. It's a record, repository of everything you've learned and experienced to this date. And you have a neurological network for everything known in your environment. Your parents, your friends, your car, your computer, every object, every person, everything. You have a neurological network for your identity as your body, from your past, for your ambitions and your future. Your brain is a reflection of everything that's known. And because you've experienced all these elements in your environment, there's an emotion associated with it. So you have an emotion associated with certain people, different emotions associated with other people, different emotions associated with other objects and things and other places in time. So then there's so much research to show that when you put a person in the same environment and they see the same people and they go to the same places and they do the same things at their exact same time, it's no longer their personalities creating their personal reality. Their personal reality is creating their personality. Their environment is controlling unconsciously or subconsciously the way they're thinking and the way they're feeling. So when they see their coworker, when they see their friend, when they see their parents, they're seeing their parents, their friends, their coworkers, and the neurological network as a memory of the past. And because every one of those people has an emotion associated with it, they start feeling the emotion that's connected to them. And now their state of being then is returning back to the past. So then to change then is to be greater than your environment, to think, act, and feel differently in the same conditions in your life. That's called change. And how does, how would I do that? Wake from, you know, I walk in, I see my parents, mum, dad, dog, house where I grew up in. Is there something that I do in that moment before that moment when I woke up that morning to make sure that I didn't slip off into the unconscious um, memory and then for, and therefore get the sort of unconscious feelings about that experience? Well, whatever it is that you want. If it's, if it's overeating, I don't know, I'm making stuff up. If it's some emotional button that you have with your family, and, and you don't want to feel that way, yeah, I would rehearse that if, if I didn't want to have that. If, mm-hmm. if you have a great, if you're, in, I mean, I go to, when I would go to my parents' home when I, when I got older, it was all, most of the associations were so fond for me, just being at home and being with my parents and remembering where I grew up, it was always fun for me. And, and coming back and seeing how much I changed in coming back and seeing the, the life that I lived at one point, you know, one point in, in uh, my timeline. So if it's something that you truly want to change, you're going to remind yourself how you're not going to think. You're going to, re- you're going to remind yourself how you're not going to act. You're going to remind yourself how you're not going to feel. And you got to remind yourself enough time so you don't forget, because the moment you forget, you go unconscious. Then you're going to remind yourself how you are going to think. You're going to remind yourself what you're going to do and rehearse it in your mind. And you're going to remind yourself what feeling you want to stay in the entire time so you don't default back to the old self. If you practice that, I guarantee you, you'll make some progress. If you lose it, nothing wrong. Tomorrow's another day. Another, you got another chance and we just get really good at whatever we practice. 
So then when you return back into your life and you say, okay, no person, no place, no thing, no object, no circumstance, no pain, no craving is going to cause me to move from this state today. I guarantee you, if you're able to maintain that modified state of mind and body your entire day, something unusual happen and will come in a way that you least expect that surprises you and leaves no doubt that what you're doing inside of you is producing some effect outside of you. And the moment you see the feedback in your environment as a result of your internal change, you're going to pay attention and do it again. And you're going to start believing, God, did I really create that? Did that really happen because of how I changed? That's when the game really begins to become exciting. Practice. Practice. I've been at it a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. <laughs>